0: Welcome to Clintonville On Call, the podcast of interesting conversations with people who reside or work in the neighborhood of Clintonville, Ohio. I'm your host, Susan Gauntz. Today, my guest is Aaron O'Donovan. He's the manager of the local history and genealogy department at the main library downtown. And he is going to tell you how to research the history of your home. But thank you so much, Aaron, thank for you. being here.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: So if someone who has no knowledge of their home, a lot of the Clintonville houses are turning or at the century marker over. And uh, just if people wanted to research some of the history of their specific house, how would they go about that?
1: Yeah, so the great thing about Columbus Mashupon Library is we have a lot of these resources available um, to you. And of course, there are also a lot of um, public sites and government sites that are also available to, to people that are doing house history research. I always recommend first that you go to the Franklin County Auditor site just because you can do a property uh, search back to 1920 through the Franklin County Auditor site. Um, and you can just do that by address or by the name of the property owner. So that will give you the property owners back to 1920, and most cases, and of course, the Franklin County Recorder site uh, has um, land ownership back to the uh, 1800s. So those two websites is what I recommend for public um, as a concern, and then the library we just have tons and tons of resources so we have the, the big one I would say is I like looking at the digital dispatch uh, if you have a library card with us you can access that from anywhere in the world you can just type in your address former owner and you can get lots of information about uh, the buying and selling of the house who lived there their, their stories um, people who um, maybe passed away there you can get obituaries for people and uh, other big collections I would say that we use a lot are our map collections our photo collections and also our direct collections our directory collections go back to 1840 and you can search by address starting in 1911 and then our maps go back to the 18 but go back to the 1840s as well in Columbus um, in Franklin County and um, those range from you know 1840s to the um, 1970s at a a, um, pretty uh, pretty good detail so i recommend those big resources. Um, and if we talk a little bit later about some other resources that come up, and I'm sure there's some other ones that people could look at. But if they have any questions, you can obviously always call Local and Genealogy or just come down and visit us on the third floor at uh, 96 South Grant Avenue here at Maine.
0: So I know that there is an actual site on the library website for local history, right? That you can research like city directories and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So
1: we do, yeah. So if you go to columbuslibrary.org slash myhistory, myhistory is our, our site that we created starting in, well, bicentennial's. It uh, used to be called um, Columbus Memory and all since change names. Um, when I started here, we had 60,000 items online. Now we have 1.6 million items wow. online. So we've been doing a lot of work, especially with, with house histories. So uh, some of our bigger collections that I recommend for people doing house history research our city directory collection online Um, honestly our Columbus yearbook collection which is great Um, anyone who's went to uh, for instance like Columbus North and Clintonville uh, your yearbook should be online and people who, in the past houses um, that have lived there, um, often they have um, pictures of the students and their address. So that's kind of an interesting thing to look at, see who lived there. Um, and the other big collection that we have on there is just our MLS real estate cards. Um, I can not tell you how useful that's been. I just, I, like I said, I just was sucking early before we started recording. I just bought a house in Westerville. And I searched my address, and the house was in there. It was great. I saw it five years after it was built, um, and I saw what it originally looked like. So I have an idea of what the outside of the house looked like, and saw that it wasn't painted. It was natural wood originally, um, originally stone and, and wood. Um, so... Just little clues like that. Um, previous owners, also the age of the house is usually mentioned in those MLS real estate cards, and sort of what features they had—fireplaces, um, whether it had gas or electric, um, how many rooms it had, um, school district, um, and they even mentioned what church or parish was around the area at the time in the 1950s and 60s. So um, those are the big collections. But um, I used to tell people, you know, they used to ask if Do you have a picture of our house, and the answer used to be. Probably not. The answer now probably is, more than likely, we probably do have some sort of picture of your house, um, either through the dispatch or MLS cards. We also have MLS um, real estate books as well that we have until the early 2000s. So um, that's just a great collection of, of, of photographs and information about houses. So yeah, I definitely recommend uh, My History. That's columbuslibrary.org myhistory. It's a great website. And we also have this great um, mapping feature you can just click on a point on our Google map and it'll show you what that uh, address is associated with. And we also have a great um, neighborhood list. We have over 300 neighborhoods listed. If you click on Clintonville, for instance, you'll get every single image that's associated with Clintonville that we've tagged in our metadata. Um, so that can lead you on you know, a rabbit hole that you'll <laughs> be on forever.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <coughs> so every house usually now has an abstract. So is it helpful for you, like, for people to scan that in and send it to you? Or, um, like, and just send some recent pictures in the house? Or, like, what are some things you might be interested in as a library? Yeah,
1: that's a great question. Um, You know, we do have a collection of abstracts, but there's not that many. I think we only have two or three boxes of abstracts. But a good point that you make is abstracts not only tell the history of your house, but they tell the history of the entire neighborhood because <laughs> they go all the way back to the original um, landowners at the, at the time that they were divided by the federal government. Um, so, yeah, um, if anyone ever wants to donate an abstracts, um or even scan them and send them in we can definitely get those online um it's interesting you brought that up because when my grandmother passed away she had her abstract you know it's supposed to stay with the house but some people take them my grandmother took hers <laughs> yeah. of her old house that uh, my mother grew up in and uh, i have it now and i'm gonna do it it's a library so other people that live in that part of uh, neighbor- the neighborhood can also have that history so yeah that's uh, an important one to keep abstracts are great and they tell you a whole lot about your um told you a whole lot about your house in your neighborhood. But you can obviously... Also, dig into more of it here down at the library. Um, the other great things about those is they have plats of the original neighborhood, which is also very helpful. Uh, the recorder has those online. We also have a lot of them digitized and online as well. And then you also mentioned um, uploading yeah. pictures. Yeah, so we have this great feature on My History called My Upload. So if you go to columbuslibrary.org slash myhistory, there is a little um, link called My Upload where people can upload their pictures, either that they've saved on you know a flash drive Uh, a disk or they have them on their hard drive or on their computer or they have them on their phones I actually uh, uploaded uh, some pictures that I've taken around town from my phone um, just on our, our app that we have All you have to do is fill out a little form about what the picture is and then uh, upload your pictures, and we put those up online periodically. I do it about once a month, and surprisingly, it's a lot busier than I thought it was going to be when we initially started. We have um, people like you who have donated stuff, Um, people that have donated stuff from uh, the big find that we had is we had um, a collection from a man named um, Jacob Sandusky. He used to be a Franklin County sheriff, and one of his ancestors i think his grandson saw that picture online and said i have other pictures of you know my grandfather do you want them sent on this my upload i'm like sure yeah uh, so he sent it, and then I realized that his grandfather, who was the sheriff, also had was the owner of the Linden Airport. Not many people even know that there was an airport in Linden, but there was a small airfield in Linden. He sent me all these great pictures of all these these single-engine biplanes and um, small aircraft that his grandfather was flying and his friends were flying in Linden. And it's just great to. Get pictures of stuff like that that you've never seen before so there's opportunities not only of old pictures but also new pictures we started it and the um at the height of covid actually so there were a lot of pictures of of life was like during covid the mask what grocery shelves look like at, at the height of covid so a lot of empty um grocery sh- uh, shelves as well and just also just lots of um, pictures of neighborhoods uh, what, what, what neighborhoods were looking like at that time um, and then we've had pictures from the 1950s that people have kept in their family and then like I said like last year taking a stroll and I really like the architecture of that house let me snap a picture of it and we have gotten some from Clintonville interestingly enough so we have um, people taking pictures in Clintonville in the last few years uh, of houses that uh, they I guess find architecturally interesting so, um, yeah, so we, that's a great way to, um, to sort of add to the history of Columbus is to send those pictures in of what you might have about your neighborhood or your, your history. They're much appreciated, and they're also a great way for people to, um, to interact with the library without having to come downtown if they don't want to. So, right. yeah, they're great.
0: So you offer classes mm-hmm. on genealogy, house history, and what's the third one? Archive. Archiving. Your,
1: Archiving yeah. your family photographs, Yeah. So uh, we do those on a a semi-regular basis. We sort of took a uh, break, of course, during COVID, but um, we're back to normally doing those. We have, I would say the next time we do them are probably going to be in the fall or winter Most likely when we'll have them next. And oftentimes we do them with other organizations. So say um, the Columbus Landmarks is obviously a a big partner for us. And so we often do house histories with them. And we've even done them at um, neighborhood levels. So um, we've done them at Hilltop recently. And we did it when we took a little different approach. I talked about how you can... Learn about a single house by searching the neighborhood first. Um, so, how did you research on subdivisions and additions, and then how that informs the singular house that you're researching? So, um, that was a real interesting one to do. We ended up doing a subdivision called the Heed Subdivision, and just kind of how that was built around a park, and how there used to be an, supposedly an Indian mound there, and they bulldozed through it to to do the um, the subdivision so finding these little things out that you, I didn't know before I started doing the research and um, finding mentions of them in their newspapers it also tells you like uh, with that particular subdivision there was mentioned about how the houses were built during the, the big craze of Victory Gardens and how they were oh, built yeah. with Victory Gardens in mind and that was another interesting thing that I had never seen before. So these little things that you can find out by researching your your subdivision or addition it gives you a little bit more context about why your house is the way it is as well. So little things like that that we can we will certainly talk about in our, our fall or winter program. To find out the the list of those, all you have to do is go to columbuslibrary.org and we have the list of events. There's a, a tab called events. You can click that and then you can uh, narrow it down to local history and genealogy. Um, and of course, there's constantly, always, new content being added. This summer, we've got, I'm doing one with about drive-in theaters in Columbus. Oh,
0: wow. So That's we're gonna, fun. Yeah,
1: we're going to do that with Kristen um, Newby, who's uh, my fellow supervisor here. We're just going to talk about all the different drive through neighborhoods that people have, you know, remember in Columbus history and, and talk about the different aspects of those and what were unique about certain ones um, that we used to have or ones that we still currently have. So there are a couple left, so... Uh, We're going to talk about that, Um, just because it's an interesting topic that people have fond memories of. Um, Probably, I would say I'm from the age of post-drive-in theaters. (laughs) Um, But um, I grew grew up in a time when Kingman Drive-In was a thing in Delaware County, and I have distinct memories of going to the Kingman Drive-In in In Delaware County. um, I grew up around the Players area, and we would drive to Delaware to to go see drive-in movies when I was a kid. So, um, yeah, it's a distinct memory for me as well. So I love that topic, so we're going to talk about it a little bit.
0: Did you hear about the guy who froze at a drive-in? I did not, no. Yeah, he went to see Clothes for Winter.
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Sorry, I had to
0: do the, the dad
1: joke. <laughs> yeah, I, I, should, I should be telling that joke. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah you, can, you can tell that one that your I'll cut all the... Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. If you want to not only look at the history of your house, but the features of your house. Okay, sure. Um, So, not only exterior but maybe interior because you know Clintonville has a lot of Sears houses mm-hmm. you know there's several different types of houses i mean you used to i mean Sears was the amazon of its time yep. and you literally would order your house Yep. and how you
1: identify those and that kind of thing. Yeah, so we also have a great collection of architecture books in local history and genealogy. Um, particularly, we have a book called AIA Guide to Columbus um, that will give you some idea of like what these houses are, what kind of architecture style they are. And then we also have the Columbus Architecture. It's just called Columbus Architecture, which is also a book from the 1970s. Some houses are going to be in there that will probably... Um, might be similar to the houses that people are researching so that will give you some clue as to what kind of architecture style it is we also have books like i have in front of me the field guide to american houses that's by virginia savage mcallister and that is a great book just for identifying and entertaining domestic architecture in columbus and elsewhere in the world and a couple other books that i have that i read and recommend is it's called get your house rights that's by marianne cusado and then we have a the other book that I like really is Visual Dictionary of Architecture by Francis Ching. It's a great one because it's a visual dictionary. And then How to Read Houses by Will Jones. That's another great one um, if you want to find out more about your house and um, if you want to restore or renovate. Yeah, yeah um, it's a sort of time period. I know I've been replacing a lot of hardware and stuff in my house to be more mid-century modern. The other great thing about house histories is that when you can find the name of your addition or subdivision or the, the address of your house in the uh, Columbus Dispatch. I've had a lot of great success finding the names of like hardware they were using. So um, oh, yeah. a big one would be Youngstown Hardware in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. So if you could find out that your original cabinets were Youngstown Hardware, you can get an idea of what kind of, what kind of hardware they were using during that time period. You can look at old catalogs online. Internet Archive okay. has a lot of great architecture catalogs, a lot of hardware catalogs during that time mm-hmm. period. And the Internet Archive and Hattie Trust also have a lot of those scanned and online. I was actually looking at um, hardware of my house. I could see what was left of the hardware that the people <laughs> left that they didn't replace, and I can see those rock hardware. Mm-hmm. So I can look at catalogs during that time period to see what are the like- what's the likelihood that they were using this sort of hardware. So I can look at their catalogs from the 50s and to see okay, this is, there was about five options here, <laughs> probably, right. that they were using. So you, you could get uh, either a reproduction or original hardware that would look like something that was of that time period. You may not never know exact what piece they used, but you could at least get an idea of time period and what they were using. So I've definitely had good luck with that. And then you can also find out sometimes the builder and what the builder was using. You can look up what other projects they are working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had that luck with uh, the house I I just bought. I could see who built the house and what kind of kitchens he was putting in.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's always kind like of... Like all the
0: way, like the developer's archive or something
1: yeah, yeah, so the developers sometimes will put what kitchens they're putting in, I what um, brands they're using, um, and then sometimes the builders put, you know, what kind of materials they're using. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sometimes these clues are, are, are found, again, through maybe not searching your own address, but if you get the name of the addition or subdivision or the builder, see what they were building at that time. Um, see if you can find any ads for when they started building houses in your in your area. You can find that. Oftentimes, they put what builders they're working with and what materials they're working with, mm-hmm. and even
0: tile. Tile, I
1: mean, yeah. yeah, that's
0: big here. Right. If Zanesville exactly. and Newark tile, and they
1: even sometimes will mention the interesting enough when uh, we're into planning native stuff at our house. So a lot of times they'll talk about you know we're grading this area. Um, but we're, you know, this, these are the natural trees in here. This is hackberry. This was, you know, ash or whatever they had. Oak. Yeah. They'll mention the trees that they were they had in the area. Uh, particularly if you're talking about Clintonville, you're talking about mostly scenic areas. So right. you're pro- they're probably going to mention what native species were there if they're grading the site. Um, I've had again, I've had luck with that with my house. I can find out exactly you know what air, what kind of trees yeah,
0: right. they had there before oh. they started
1: grading. So you know what probably is going to grow well in your area mm-hmm. um, based on the native trees mentioned. Um, sometimes they mention you know a prairie was here or this road is following this creek or you know those sort of interesting things the other thing that's interesting too is sometimes if you look at those old plats of of your area well sure you know where creeks used to exist and have been since buried over
0: that's uh, we have that on our screen i've always wondered (laughs) yeah we have a lot of shale
1: yeah there you go yeah Yeah. so you also see what kind of like sometimes they'll mention that too Um, and the other thing yeah I saw this and um, again I was bought a house in Westerville so I found the original plans when they were plotting uh, the, the houses and they'll show like you know the stream ran across from my neighbor's yard i could see where the stream was running through and then two streets down two houses down i can see there was a creek there yeah. and it sort of explains why there's a sewer drain in my back
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. so I'm like yeah.
1: oh this explains that there was a creek that ran through here so now i know why that's there right. and why there's an easement in my property it's like oh okay this makes sense there's- There's lines that are buried under here because they probably buried a a whole creek that attaches to Alum. So uh, since we're so close to the water, it sort of makes sense. So those little useful things are really popular. When I lived in um, Southeast Moor, we had a stream that came right through there and explained why. um, We lived right off a road called Chesterfield, and it was really windy. Why is that so windy? Well, it's because there was a creek that ran through there, and they covered over in the 50s. Mm -hmm. Um, So you could definitely see that on the old old county maps um, from the 1800s. And it was called Bliss Run. Um, Bliss Run still exists, but just not in that area anymore. Oh. So you can see where it was was ran at. And then the other th- cool thing about those old maps is before you have plats of the neighborhood, and sometimes you'll have just a kind of view of what, like farmers had large pieces of land, where their structures were. So you still get a good idea of, okay, my land was, you know, it was empty when it was built in the 1950s, but in the 1860s, Here's where the structures were. Yeah. Um, here's where the here's where the uh, farmhouses were.
0: The, when I interviewed for the oldest house in Clintonville, mm-hmm. they actually know like their kitchen sink that had a pump, mm-hmm. and the old time, and it was purposely built on top of a spring so they could yeah. have water to the house. Yeah. So they would purposely build these houses on top of a stream for a water source.
1: Yeah, and you can definitely see that too in old maps. If you do look closely at some of those old maps, 1842, 1856, um, they will see the natural springs. They'll draw them typically. Yeah. They also draw the. Um, they try to draw them um, tree lines and ridges. Mm-hmm. They start drawing um, topography, which is also important to know. Um, so again, that you know when they grade, you know for houses, that's also important too. You're realizing that oh this used to be a hill you know <laughs> yeah. you can kind of see the old topography before the before it was graded so you can kind of get a sense of what it might have looked like before the grading so mm-hmm. those are also very interesting to look at so there's really early ones so i recommend looking at the county maps too before subdivisions and additions our first subdivision and addition maps are in 1887 in columbus but um there you are. have
0: aerial maps, too. We do. Know? We have yeah. aerials
1: from the 50s, um, from the 70s and 90s as well. Um, and there are also a lot of them online at the USGS site. Um, they have aerials of all the way back to the 30s. Um, so, yeah, those are also worth looking at if you're ever looking for aerial photographs. Just to see if a structure was there. Um, those are worth looking at. They did a lot of the county all the way back to the 30s. So, um, but for the most part, um... Stuff that predates the 30s. It's going to be mostly drawn on maps, and usually they did a pretty good job of drawing what structures were there. Um, in the 1800s, they um, have a pretty have a pretty good idea. So, um is a rather it's a pretty old community. So, you're going to have quite quite a bit of um, structures there in there in the early days. So, it's, those are definitely worth looking at just to see what was in your neighborhood before it was, it was platted anyone has any questions um, about specific properties they can always contact us through our website it's uh, history at columbus library.org if they want to reach us directly Um, uh, that's the best email to reach us at and then any one of our experts can can help them with that Um, and that's also true of you know obituary request or genealogy request about family that you might have had from franklin county or elsewhere it doesn't matter i guess when we do when we say we're local history and genealogy we really do mean we're do genealogy. We do stuff outside of Franklin County as well, so if you have an ancestor in you know, Connecticut and you've hit a brick wall, you can certainly help with that as well. All the librarians here are trained in locally history and genealogy, so they're more than willing to help. We always love a hard question because it makes us love our jobs because easy questions, you know, those are great, but the harder to find ones are more satisfying when you find the answer to them. <laughs> so um, that's something we, we always love, a good, interesting question. So And if you ever also need help, um, maybe you have a family photograph and you don't know, you know, what it is or where it might have been taken at. We could also we have pretty good detectives here about it researching what a photograph is. And we have some tips and tricks that maybe we could use that would help the person identify the, the who the person is or who what the item is in, in the photograph. So it's something we also do. We do a lot of because we do a lot of digital collections We've spent a lot of hours, many, many hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't find unidentifiable photographs until we get that piece of information where it becomes identifiable. We actually were just talking about that today. We had a, a picture of the Munsters, so Herman Munster and, and and Grandpa Munster, Grandpa Al Lewis, and someone I think someone that was younger than than us had put it was a vampire and a um, vampire and Frankenstein. I'm like, well, <laughs> that's not it. So we are uh, researching the picture, we found out that the picture was actually taken in L.A. by Universal Pictures. and It was a picture, of course, of uh, Fred Gwynn and Al Lewis um, playing their characters, Herman Munster and and uh, uh, Grandpa Munster. And they are actually taking a photograph with the first African-American NHL player. So that was the point of the picture, mm-hmm. and it was found in our column post uh, collection that we got from the... Um, king arts complex so they donated well not donated they loaned a large collection of the um, column post photograph collection and there's been chock full of great images in there so you never know what you're going to get in there so it's been fun
0: well thank you so much aaron thank you and if anyone wants to head down here it's on the third floor of the main library again the address is 96 south grants avenue it's definitely worth coming down here and taking a look. For sure. Thank you. Thank you. We are so fortunate to have a library system and someone like Aaron as a resource for our local history. I hope you can take advantage of it. Thanks again for listening. Hanging up for now.